Welcome to this week's episode of Babelfish, the podcast where non-believers share their life stories. In this week's episode, I talked to three non-believers in Colombia. First, I talked to Connie. We talk about her growing up with a Catholic mother and an atheist father. We talk about the secular state, critical thinking, and fighting stigmatization of atheists. Then I talk to Fanay. We talk about him growing up as a Seventh-day Adventist. We talk about being ostracized, translating atheist texts to Spanish, and the threat against the secular state from the evangelical church. And finally, I talk to Paola. We talk about her growing up Catholic, becoming an evangelical. We talk about becoming an atheist and how the evangelical church tried to make abortion illegal. When talking to Connie and Fenay, I get help by Bastian to translate from Spanish to English. Thank you so much. I would like to thank my patrons, Happy and Lene Peterson. Thank you so much for your support. Please give Babelfish a good rating in your podcast app. Please share Babelfish with your family and friends. In order to continue the podcast, I need funding. Remember, you can support Babelfish by becoming a Patreon. Become a Patreon on patreon.com or the Danish equivalent, tenet.dk. You will find the links in the episode description. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm still in Colombia. Um, we're trying something new, me with an interpreter, Sebastian, <laughs> um, trying to, uh, to interview Connie. Yes. Um, maybe you can present yourself for the audience. Okay, bueno, mi nombre es Constanza Cepeda. Yo soy atea desde, no sé, hace muchos años, desde que era, no sé, como unos 20 años más o menos. <laughs> okay, my name is Constanza Cepeda. I've been an atheist for about 20 years. Oh, a long time. What, uh, how did you become an atheist? ¿Cómo te convertiste en atea? Bueno, pues yo vengo de una familia donde mi mamá es católica, pero mi papá es ateo. I come from family with a Catholic mother and a, an atheist father. Sí, y pues nunca estudié en, en un colegio religioso, aunque sí veíamos clases de religión. I didn't go to a religious school, although we did have uh, religion as a subject. Pero mi papá era una de esas personas que, que todo lo que no le preguntaba, él, él le daba la explicación científica y racional. Entonces, cuando yo me planteaba pues, la idea de Dios, como que no, no me cuadraba, no, no veía que pudiera ser posible Dios. When I asked my dad about any, when I had any questions for my dad, he would go for the scientific method. Okay. Uh, and the idea of God didn't actually fit to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, bueno, eh, después empecé pues, a investigar por mí misma de cada religión, de ver pues, qué creían, qué no creían, cuáles eran sus ritos, sus mitos. Y, y pues llegué a la conclusión de que todas tenían una cantidad de cosas muy extrañas y en las que uno pues realmente no podía creer y dije no, realmente pues no, no existe ningún dios So I started studying religions, different religions and different myths and rituals and what they believed in and what they didn't believe in and I drew the conclusion that it, they actually didn't make much <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Bueno, no sé qué más quieras saber. Si si te cuento también un poco 
en mi experiencia, digamos, con, con el activismo. I don't know what else you'd like to know. Maybe I could tell you something about my experience with activism. Yes, please do. Oh, okay. Bueno, eh, realmente yo como en el año 2010-2011, pues tenía como la curiosidad de si había más ateos en mi ciudad, en Bogotá. Y empecé a buscar por internet eh, para ver si había grupos de ateos. Y no lo sabía como tal, pero entonces... Eh, digamos que empezamos como a reunirnos para, para formarla. So around 2010-2011 I started searching for atheist groups in my city which is Bogota. So I began searching online for them and just to see if there was any chance for us to meet or to see each other in person. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. eh, ya en el año 2011 eh, con Ferney y con otros eh, ateos organizamos lo que se llamó la Asociación de Ateos Agnósticos de Bogotá que ya teníamos tres objetivos concretos uno era defender el estado laico el otro era promover el pensamiento crítico y racional y el otro era como de desestigmatizar el ateísmo Right, so in 2011 we formed uh, the Atheist and Agnostic Association of Bogota with Fanei and other people and we had three goals, uh, the first of which... Me recuerdo los objetivos en Okay, bueno, uno era defender el Estado laico. Right, so first of uh, those goals was to defend the secular state. Okay. Promover el pensamiento crítico y racional. Promoting uh, critical and rational thinking. Mm -hmm. Y lo otro era desestigmatizar el ateísmo y a los ateos, pues... And the third one was to destigmatize atheism and atheists. So, uh, so atheists are stigmatized? Uh, entonces, eso quiere decir que los ateos están estigmatizados. Pues, digamos que mucha gente todavía piensa que nosotros no somos lo suficientemente morales, no somos buenos. Hay gente que, me sa que los ateos son satánicos, perdón. Mm. Entonces, pues, todavía existe mucho como, como esa prevención de la gente hacia, hacia las personas que somos ateas. There's still a lot of people who are a bit reticent to, to contact us or to welcome us because uh, they still think we're Satanists or devil worshippers. Mm. Uh, and they still think we ha we're not moral enough or good enough as people. Okay, so what? So how do you try and change people's perspective of atheists? ¿Cómo intentas cambiar la perspectiva de las personas sobre los ateos? Pues primero diciendo que uno es ateo, porque es que precisamente como existe esa cosa de que de que no digas que eres ateo porque la gente te va a mirar mal, ¿no? Entonces lo primero que hay que hacer es decir, mira, yo soy atea y yo sí tengo moral, yo sí tengo principios. Yo soy una buena persona, yo pues pago mis impuestos como cualquier otro, yo sí, tengo empatía con las personas, no tiene nada que ver con la religión. So the first step is to uh, be open about atheism, to be able to say, yeah, I'm an atheist, that uh, doesn't make me a bad person, I still have morals, I still pay my taxes, I'm just like anyone else, and that's not related to religion at all. Okay, yeah, that's a, the same things I have met other places that it's important for atheists to show that they're normal people and have morals. Es lo mismo que he visto en otros lugares, es importante para los ateos mostrar que son personas normales y que tenemos moral. So what else do you do? ¿Qué más haces? Bueno, yo soy diseñadora gráfica y también soy médica veterinaria. I'm a graphic designer and a vet. Oh, okay. 
Eh, bueno, eh, yo en este momento digamos que no estoy trabajando en, en nada formal, pero bueno, yo trabajo a veces en cosas de diseño, doy clases porque también me gusta mucho la pedagogía, le ayudo por ejemplo a los niños que tienen problemas académicos, doy clases particulares de matemáticas, biología, incluso artes. Right now I haven't got a formal job per se. Uh, sometimes I get some freelance gigs as a graphic designer and I'm also a teacher, a tutor, okay. uh, especially for children who have academic difficulties in uh, areas such as mathematics and biology and art. Oh, okay. This was my talk with Connie. Coming up is my talk with Fanny. The second try of with an interpreter, if needed. <laughs> um, Today I'm talking to, uh, to how do you pronounce your name? Fermey Rodriguez. Fermey, because it's very different from names I've heard before, so it's Fermey. Um, but um, maybe you can present yourself for the audience. Well, um, bueno, soy Fermey Rodriguez, soy profesor de biología y también yo trabajando en el activismo ateo desde, desde el año 2012. My name is Fernando Rodriguez, I'm a biology teacher mm -hmm. and I have been working with atheist activism since uh, 2012. Okay, and how did you become an atheist? Bueno, eh, yo fui criado en un hogar muy religioso de una iglesia de origen norteamericano mm -hmm. eh, como adventista del séptimo día y eso fue hasta los 18 años que ingresé a la universidad was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist, never a religious household, and I was brought up like that until I was 18 years old and I went to college. En esta religión, pues, son muy fundamentalistas y son creacionistas. Como yo empecé a estudiar biología, pues, eso también me mostró, o empecé a estudiar sobre el tema de la evolución, y eso me empezó a generar dudas sobre la religión en la que estaba. Well, this is a very sort of fundamentalist creationist religion, uh, but as I began studying biology, I started understanding evolution and how that actually worked and uh, what was related to it. Yeah, because that's <laughs> if they are creationists, then biology is something completely different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when, what happened then? Bueno, eh, eso me empezó a generar unas dudas. Yo eh, presenté muchas de esas dudas que tenía ante el pastor de la iglesia y lo que él en ese momento me dijo era que no debía leer eh, nada que contradijera los, la doctrina oficial de ellos. Eso no me gustó y yo decidí que me parecía bueno leer ambos tipos de literatura a la vez y llegar a mis propias conclusiones. So I was starting to get, uh, having questions and I went to my local pastor mm -hmm. with them and he told me that I shouldn't be reading anything that contradicted the official doctrine, but I wanted to see both sides of the story and I started doing some research. Como no le hice caso, él le dijo a todas las personas, la congregación y especialmente a las personas jóvenes, que no debían tener trato conmigo porque era o oh, llevaba ideas peligrosas. Uh, because of, because I didn't actually listen to him, I was ostracized, and the pastor told uh, people in my community, in my com religious community, especially young people, that they shouldn't have any sort of contact with me because I was bringing bad ideas. Oh wow! Oh, <coughs> also, your family? Yeah, uh, Oh, so both the pastor and the congregation and your family. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Después de eso, pues eh, decidí seguir investigando y también encontré muchas incongruencias en la historia del cristianismo, eh, la historicidad de Jesús eh, y cosas de más del, de la propia Biblia. So after that, I kept doing some research and I found many inconsistencies in the biblical history and mm -hmm. uh, the historicity of Jesus Christ and even the Bible itself. Yeah. Eso era por el año 98, estábamos terminando el siglo XX y en realidad no había en español eh, información en internet sobre el ateísmo. Entonces en ese sentido me sentía muy solo en el mundo y pensaba que era prácticamente mm -hmm. el único ateo que podía haber en el barrio o incluso en la ciudad. So that was around 1998, at the end of the last century, and uh, there wasn't really any information available on atheism in Spanish language. So I felt so lonely, I, I thought I was the only one in my neighborhood, maybe even in the city, who was actually an atheist. Cerca del 2012, eh, empezó a haber un... encontré otros sitios eh, escépticos, y pude empezar a contactarme con otras personas ateas en la ciudad de Medellín, y a partir de eso, pues me di cuenta que no estaba solo. Around 2002, I started looking at some skeptics, uh, uh, some uh, skeptic yeah. uh, websites, and, and making contact with some atheist people from Medellin. And then I realized I wasn't alone. Cerca del 2002, eh, ayudé a crear una página llamada sindioses.org, que es una página que buscaba tener o traducir muchos eh, ensayos ateos al castellano y de esta manera, pues, hacer más divulgación atea en nuestra lengua. Uh, so around 2002, I was one of the co-founders of a website called Symbiosis.org, which means without gods. Okay. And uh, basically, what we did, uh, El sitio todavía sigue siendo. Sí. What we still do mm. uh, is we translate articles and atheist-related articles uh, to Spanish language, and in okay. that way we can bring them to a wider audience. Okay, because it's not there's not many there's not many atheist books. From Spanish authors? No hay muchos eh, libros ateos de autores españoles. En este momento ya hay mm. muchos, pero no tanto como en inglés. Yeah. Right now there are some, but not as many as in English language. All the famous ones are Americans or British, right? <laughs> Todos los famosos son americanos o británicos. Es correcto. De hecho, los primeros libros que me ayudaron a mí pues, a abrirme al escepticismo fue Carl Sagan de su serie Cosmos. Y pues también me di cuenta que otras personas habían llegado al escepticismo por, por este autor. Actually, one of the first authors that got me into skepticism was Carl Sagan, uh, <laughs> due to Cosmos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And then I found out that quite a few people had become atheists or had been drawn to skepticism because of Carl Sagan. En estos cerca de 20 años, con la página sindioses.org, pues ha sido muy gratificante para mí que muchas personas Latinoamérica han escrito que esta página les ha servido para eh, abandonar la religión. It's been quite gratifying to me that in the almost 20 years that the website has been on, I've been contacted by many people from Latin America who have told me that thanks to this website they have started questioning religion and become skeptics. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. <coughs> Cerca de, del 2012, eh, ya en grupos de Facebook decimos hacer una reunión presencial de varios ateos y nos encontrábamos en un contexto en que el procurador general era un fundamentalista católico y arremetía contra derechos de las mujeres y derechos LGBT. Mm. So around 2012, 
uh, we had a first face-to-face -face -face meeting with all the atheist people from uh, well, all the local atheists. We found out that uh, the general attorney of this country mm -hmm. uh, was a religious fundamentalist who was also um, strongly against women's rights and LGBTQI oh. rights. Okay. Desde entonces, pues, hemos trabajado eh, para eh, tratar de defender la separación de iglesia y estado, que últimamente, pues, está muy amenazada. So ever since we've been working really hard in trying to keep the separation of church and state, which has been threatened lately and very strongly. Yeah, because your your constitution is secular, right? Yeah. yeah. Since 1991. Yeah. Um, but so how are they trying to threaten the rights? They don't change the constitution, right? They will create legislation. Bueno, a pesar de que somos un estado laico desde el 91, hay un esfuerzo grande de las iglesias evangélicas por derribar esa separación entre estado e iglesia. Even though since 1991 we've been a state, there's been a big effort by especially evangelical churches to sort of turn down, tear down that sort of separation that oh, okay. we've been having constitutionally. Yeah, okay. Sí, entonces esa es como nuestro mayor reto en el momento, porque pues las iglesias y los pastores tienen muchísimos recursos, muchísimas personas e influencia, y pues nosotros somos pocos y pues no contamos con recursos. Mm -hmm. That's been a major challenge for us because evangelical churches they have lots of uh, resources, lots of wealth, lots of political influence, and we are well limited in our numbers and in our resources. So it's especially the evangelicals. Especially the evangelicals. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, so what do you try to do? Um, uh, what ac what activities do you do to um, to uh, fight the changes? Eh, nosotros eh, presentamos derechos de petición o quejas cuando hay funcionarios públicos que violan la laicidad. Uh -huh. Pero muchas veces, eh, en algunos casos, los jueces nos hallan la razón, pero en otros casos, cuando los jueces son muy religiosos, eh, no nos hacen caso. We file for protection, which is a, a special Colombian legislation okay. aspect. And we try to fight uh, legally uh, when some people are violating secular state mm -hmm. and um, it's uh, touch and go because some, some, of, some of the judges who take those cases rule in our favor because legally they should mm -hmm. but there are loads of very religious judges who will obviously side with them oh so they will oh so mm -hmm. they will side with them instead of rule according to the law tenemos otra limitación y es que muchos políticos o periodistas no saben qué es el Estado laico, por lo que Colombia ha sido durante más de 200 años, o en la mayor parte de su historia, eh, siempre ligado a una religión que antes era la Iglesia Católica. For most of its history, Colombia has been a Catholic country uh, for almost 200 years. Yeah. So there are many politicians and journalists who are actually don't know that Colombia is meant to be a secular state now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that's interesting <laughs> that people don't know it. Um, so what challenges do you else face besides the legal ones? Bueno, nosotros eh, tratamos o queremos que se conozca más que es el Estado laico. Tenemos el problema también que los evangélicos quieren intentar hacer creer que Estado laico es igual que un Estado ateo que prohíbe las religiones, entonces también tenemos que luchar con eso y a partir de la pedagogía pues intentar eh, hacer un esfuerzo en los legisladores. So uh, a major challenge we've got is that 
Uh, many people do, don't actually know what a secret state is, and some evangelical leaders are telling people, are misinforming people, telling them that uh, a secular state is an atheist state and that we're trying to turn everyone into an atheist person. And uh, so we're trying to face that pedagogically through education, and then we want to go for legislation, but it, it all starts with the people. Okay. How is the. But how is the school system? Is is the young ones taught critical thinking and science approach, or how is it? Bueno, es difícil la, la parte educativa del país porque principalmente a veces se enseña no tanto a pensar sino más a memorizar contenidos. Y eh, ya en la parte de, de la religión, la religión es una asignatura obligatoria según la ley general de educación. Uh, it is really hard when it comes to education because they're not uh, taught to think critically, but more to memorize. And uh, it's also hard when it comes to religion because according to the general law of education, it's a compulsory subject. Okay. And it's not an objective subject or so, because you can teach religion without indoctrinating the students, right? So mm. how is the, what, what's the religious classes about? Uh, Según la región, usualmente en Bogotá o en las ciudades grandes, muchas veces los docentes que se han formado en una universidad no, no indoctrinan en la parte católica, pero en la parte rural o en ciudades pequeñas es más común que esto ocurra. So, usually for large cities, uh, it's not very common to be indoctrinated because the teachers have had some uh, formal upbringing and yeah. uh, so they are more into critical thinking, but in the countryside, uh, they usually indoctrinate into Catholicism or any other religion. Okay, whatever they believe in. Yeah. It is also more common for primary school than for secondary school. Oh, okay. So the younger they are. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, do you have any other activities? Bueno, pues <laughs> mi trabajo principal es ser docente en, en la escuela pública y pues reparto Ya mi tiempo libre, pues en la parte de, de, del activismo, yeah. eh, pues principalmente. So, uh, my main activity is as a, as a public school teacher. So that's my, my job, that's my trade. Mm -hmm. And also in my free time, I try to devote myself to activism when it comes to atheism. Okay, yeah. Um, but thank you very much. Thank you It was nice much. talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the sound will be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This was my talk with Fanny. Coming up is my talk with Paula. Hello, Christine. Thank you. Hello. And I'm talking, I'm still in Colombia, talking to Paula. Is that yes. how to my pronounce name it? Yes, Paula. Yeah. And thank you for talking to me. Can you present yourself to the listeners? Uh, yes. My name is Paula Nieto. Mm -hmm. mm, maybe it's easier for the listeners to say, to think Paula. Yeah, Paula. <laughs> yeah. Paula is easier. Um, yes, I'm from Bogota, Colombia. I am 34 years old and I became atheist like eight years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. around eight years ago when I was in the United States, but I was already uh, doubting and thinking about uh, this topic mm -hmm. when I was in Colombia. Okay. And you were born and raised what? Catholic? Yes, Catholic yeah. until I was 18 mm -hmm. and then a sect. No, a cult. Yeah, okay. say a cult in, cult, in yeah. English. 
a cult um, Christian evangel evangelical. The evangelicals, okay. Uh, yes, I I went to the to that church for almost a year, like ten, mm -hmm. nine, ten months, and I became really into that for almost a year. Okay. And then I I just uh, thought about churches in general that, that it was it was a fraud. Oh, okay. But I didn't uh, stop thinking, or I mean, I didn't stop believing in, in okay. God. You know? Oh, okay. Was your parents very religious? Not really. Okay. My mother was a little bit more religious than my father. Mm -hmm. My father was very critical yeah. towards um, mm -hmm. churches, but they both believe. Okay. But they were not. They were not that religious. What What did they think about you changing to the evangelicals? Cult. <laughs> um, my father was like, mm, okay, go and yeah. find for yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't, he, he was not, um, I mean, he didn't like it that much, but he wasn't, uh, he didn't become crazy about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, he said, okay, go. <laughs> it's your check. choice. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and probably he thought she will be over that. Yeah, okay. In, in some time. And you were, but you were I also over the church in general. Yes, yeah. yes. So it wasn't a problem for him. And for, for my mother, he, I'm sorry, she, she was Catholic, but since I invited her and my, my brother also invited her to come to the Evangelical Christian Church, okay. she came and she was part of it for a while, but she was not that much into it. Oh, okay. And then she just came out. Okay, so she went back to the Catholic Church? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. but she has never been so, so religious. No, oh, okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you didn't want to be part of any church, but still believe? Yes. For probably, the, I mean, that was in 2004. Mm -hmm. I finished. Yeah, it was Christian. It, it was in Colombia still. It was in Colombia, okay. and I, I lived for a while in France, and then all that time I thought about it until mm. two thousand twelve. Yeah. But I still believed. I had a lot of questions, but I mm -hmm. still believed. And since since two thousand twelve, my cousin, she was studying psychology in the university, and okay. over there she got a lot of doubts. And then she just, she just came with those doubts to me, and then I also started to have doubts, oh, okay. and more and more doubts and questions. Yeah. And I, I went to the United States, and when I was there, I had a lot of time mm -hmm. because I was not studying or. You know, oh, okay. I was just having some time, some two or three months over there with my father because he was living so there. So on holiday. Yes. Relaxing. So I had yeah. time to think, to to find things mm -hmm. on internet, to read a lot, to watch a lot of videos on YouTube, etc. Yeah. So I over there I became atheist. So and then you defined yourself as an atheist through internet. Yeah, yeah through <laughs> yes. the internet. It happens yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So did you meet other atheists in U the U.S. or? I tried to find other atheist people in the in New York, mm -hmm. and I found them. I went to one meeting over there, but I just felt they were too.
cold. I don't okay. know. <laughs> Maybe you know the culture. Yeah. We we <laughs> are more too. warm. Yeah. We are, yeah. And yeah. they were oh okay you're here nice and they were <laughs> and they continue speaking. Uh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I just didn't feel that um, included that no, much okay. included. Yeah. But still I was that that didn't mean for me okay I'm going back to church or something. No like okay. That. No. Yeah. I just thought, okay, maybe when I will, when I come back to Colombia, I will mm -hmm. find atheist people. Yeah, and you did. How did and you find them? Um, here in Colombia, mm -hmm. through internet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I came to no, when I was in in the United States, mm -hmm. I found them on the internet. Oh, okay. I asked um, friendship to Fernay, mm -hmm. one of the of the um, activists here. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know me, so he didn't accept my friendship only on Facebook, etc. But I, I found them. Yeah. I knew how to contact them mm -hmm. once in Colombia. So when I came here, um, I contacted them. Yeah. And I started to be activist here. Mm -hmm. And which organization is that you are an activist in? Right now, yeah. I am uh, in an organization. Uh, Humanismo Colombia, Humanism okay. Colombia. Humanism Colombia, yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. we try to uh, give some social space to atheists since mm -hmm. we don't have, um, yes, we don't have like a, a group of people to to share things or yeah. to go. Yeah, so you try to create a community for non-believers. Yes, yeah. and also I I am activist um, for the secular state, yeah. but that's more political. Yes. <laughs> Humanism Colombia it yeah. has also political objectives mm -hmm. in that sense. Yeah. But we are more concentrated to create community. Okay. To socialize. And to socialize. Then, yeah. To celebrate birthdays, yeah. etc. Have some events. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because it's important. Everybody. Yeah, that part is important. Everybody wants to belong to a community. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And here in Colombia, a lot of atheists had told me, uh, you know, I thought I was the only one here. Yeah. Uh, I was the only one uh, in the city. Mm. I didn't think there were more people like me thinking yeah. like me and I am pretty happy yeah <laughs> it is important you. because also when you if you leave a church you lose you might lose your community yes and you have to have some sort of network and mm -hmm. sense of belonging somewhere yes yeah yes. so how is it for non-believers in Colombia in general here in Bogota the situation is not that difficult mm -hmm. because like a metropolis, and yeah. we have mm -hmm. people from everywhere. People are a little bit more open-minded mm -hmm. than in the rest of the country. Yeah. But there are a lot of rural areas where being atheist might be uh, even dangerous. Oh. So there is a yeah, lot okay. of of atheist people in the atheist closet. Yeah. You know, they don't say they are atheist, or they say they are agnostic. Because that's a yeah, little I bit heard more. Yeah, agnostic <laughs> is not as bad as. Uh, yes, atheist. Or they just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. you know? They go to church because family goes there. Yeah. They don't say anything. Even there are some. We, ha we have heard about some cases in when 
for example, philosophy teachers who are atheists, mm -hmm. they are discriminated in the in the schools they oh. they work. For okay. example, um, and which shouldn't happen because your legislation is secular. Yes, yeah. they that shouldn't happen because. Yeah. Well, public schools are not supposed to, to be religious or to, to teach mm. a religion, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mm, happen in reality. In okay. reality, we are very, a very religious country and a lot of schools break the rule of being secular okay. and they teach to be especially Catholic. Okay. So yeah. if you're not Catholic and you're teaching your children uh, mm -hmm. other ideas, yeah. you know, then you become a uh, threat. Yeah. Oh, okay. You become a threat and then you be, you... So you might lose your job. Yes, you okay. might lose if your job open, or yeah. you, even your integ your physical mm. integrity might be dangerous. Oh, okay. It's difficult in rural areas. Yeah. In okay. here, I haven't felt any discrimination. No. Maybe I have lost jobs, but I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one it has might said have anything. Been, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they won't say, okay, uh, you know, you won't get the job, this no. job because you're an atheist. No. They won't okay. say it. No. Maybe, maybe that's the reason, but yeah. you won't know. Oh, okay. Um, so um, you said there was maybe a lot of clauses. There is a lot of clauses of atheists in the rural areas. Probably. Do you? Do you? Uh, I don't know if a lot. No. But. Some. Some. Yeah. yeah. So, but do you reach out for to find them in the online social media or? Uh, we have um, we have many groups in mm. social media, especially in Facebook. Yeah. Probably if they Search do for, a yeah. uh, research, mm. they will find us oh, easily. Okay. Yeah. If they have internet, but mm -hmm. <laughs> in some rural areas they don't even have internet. So. Oh, okay. So it's not you don't have internet all over. So that makes it that makes it even mm -hmm. more difficult. Uh, but we don't we don't go find them uh, okay. actively because no. even we are um, we are short in resources. Yes, <laughs> you know. So even for our activities here mm -hmm. in the city, we don't have uh, economic or no. even human resources okay so it's difficult to so, find so what you do is you do for whatever people have of time and yes. pitch in of money or yeah. yes because we don't have uh, no funding we, yes we don't have funding. <laughs> <laughs> we do it because we we feel it's our yeah. oh, okay. our yeah. responsibility mm -hmm. somehow do you feel that Colombia has been becoming more or less religious we have seen a phenomenon in which people have left the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. but then they go to other churches, okay. Christian Evangelical mm -hmm. especially. So for example, in 2016, we saw the phenomenon of uh, a lot of Christian Evangelical people um, got into politics and they... Um, and they could, uh, how, how to say that, mm, I don't have the words now. They got a lot of, had a lot of power in politics or Yes, to they had a lot of power. Okay. Now we have a lot of Congress people who are Christian. Okay. And, and they try to uh, put 
some laws that are not very respectful <laughs> okay so it's based people, on their belief of yeah. people's uh, rights okay and even some laws that are respectful with people's rights they try to um, take them back oh change them yes oh okay like, for example abortion here in colombia mm -hmm. is accepted in three cases yeah but they want no oh they want <laughs> no to make abortion case. illegal oh. yes for example and since they have some power not the whole power but they have some power so they can influence is, the rest yes it oh, is wow. so in that respect um, it goes in the wrong direction but yes yeah. but on on another hand there if you think about how things were before mm -hmm. i think in general people are more open-minded than before okay and even even though we're still religious not me but mm. yeah the our, <laughs> in general our, yeah. yes um <laughs> even though we're we're still religious i think people are more open-minded okay so the young generation yes yeah in general will change yeah i think so or I so. want to think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but let's hope so that it's it's going in that direction. But thank yes. you very much, Paula. No, thank you. Yeah, it was thank nice you talking to you. Me. Talking to a woman for once. Yes. Not many we women are atheists. No. <laughs> We're not many in, in Colombia. No, so. I'm not in the most of the world. There, there are few women who are activists. Yes. So it was nice talking to you as well. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you for listening. In order to continue the podcast, I need funding. Remember, you can support Babelfish by becoming a Patreon. You can also follow Babelfish on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find the links in the episode description. Until next time, be a happy human.